You are listening to the audio podcast of Gethsemane Baptist Church, located in Long Beach, California, pastored by Eli Reynolds. Tonight, Proverbs chapter 19, and uh, that song was aptly chosen. I'm going to be referencing that song in the message tonight. And the previous song that we sang just a moment ago, talking about sin will keep you longer than you want to stay and cost you far more than you want to pay. All of that just goes right along with the message tonight. I want you to get to Proverbs 19, verse 3, and I want to jump right into the message. That that song tonight, uh, sitting there, reminds me of Brother Jeff Alisea sitting at home right now watching online. So, hi, Brother Jeff. And uh, I told him I'd tell him hi. So uh, uh, he's, uh, he's watching and, and hopefully going to get surgery pretty soon here and be able to get back into church. Proverbs chapter 19, I know that we have uh, uh, people with other things on their mind tonight. And uh, you're thinking, like I said in my prayer earlier, probably some, uh, did you just high five each other down here for that special? Is, is that a high five? I just, all right, sorry, that just distracted me. That's cool. Okay. But uh, we've got uh, uh, people with uh, the, uh, let me just ask, how many of you teenagers, and be honest, how many of you have packed already? (laughs) I love it. Okay, what does this mean? Does that mean you have your suitcase out? Is that what that means? And Okay, you've looked at stuff. Okay, good. So I love it. That's awesome. And uh, that's okay. I wouldn't pack until tonight anyway, too, if I was going. <laughs> but, uh, and I know that junior camp, got a long drive and everything, and, and I want to get you home at a good hour with uh, a nice uh, uh, opportunity to rest and all that, so I don't have a lengthy message tonight. But Proverbs chapter 13, I want to preach a message, and you'll see it from the text here. And I've been kind of doing a loose series in the book of Proverbs and just taking a verse here and there and explaining it. Sometimes you read these verses and, and they're all about wisdom and you read it and you think, I don't even understand what that means sometimes. And so I'm trying to draw out some truths for us as we read through this book and as we're looking at some things. Proverbs 19, verse number 3. I want to preach a message tonight entitled, The Rage of a Fool. The Rage of a Fool. And so we'll see that here in just a moment. But look at Proverbs 19 and verse number 3. The Bible says, The foolishness of man perverteth his way, and his heart fretteth against the Lord. The foolishness of man perverteth his way, and his heart fretteth against the Lord. Father, we pray as we get into this message now and and, uh, try to get something here this evening that, that we need, God. I pray that we'd be listening and gain wisdom from the Word of God. And so, Holy Spirit, would you work in our lives tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Unfortunately, when you become a Christian, that does not protect you from foolishness in your own life. Wouldn't it be nice? And I wish that when you got saved, I wish that we became wise and automatically we lost all of our foolishness. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, you, you get saved and then it's like all of that foolishness, all those bad decisions, all, it's all behind me. I'll never do a dumb thing again. I got saved when I was six. All of my dumb things were after I got saved, you know? And, and, and it, doesn't, it doesn't stop us from foolishness just because we get saved. But it does give us the opportunity to gain godly wisdom. And so we're going to look at this verse a little bit here and talk about foolishness and wisdom a little bit. And verse number three, look again. Let's, let's, first of all, let's, let's define a few words. We only got one verse, so let's define some of the words to find out what are we talking about in this verse. So verse number three, the foolishness of man. What's, 
What's foolishness? And if we were to define it, you would all probably give a, a different uh, answer, but the same type of answer. The word foolishness here means a state of being devoid of wisdom and understanding. A state of being devoid of wisdom and understanding with a focus on evil behavior. So not only are you devoid of wisdom and understanding, but you're bent towards evil behavior. That's the foolishness that we're talking about here. So that, that being, dev, if I am devoid of wisdom, if I am devoid of understanding, that foolishness perverteth my way. What's it mean to pervert the way? Well, we think of pervert in a different way today. But what it's talking about is to overthrow, to ruin, or to destroy. So foolishness causes your way, your path that you're walking on to be overthrown, to, to be ruined, to be destroyed. And, and so that's what foolishness does for you. When you live a foolish life, how does it help you? It, it overthrows and destroys your life. It ruins the path you want to walk on and uh, ruins your way that you're taking there. And then it says, and his heart fretteth against the Lord. That's an interesting word, fret. Sometimes we use the word fret to mean worry. It means I, I'm, I'm worried, I'm scared, I'm, uh, there's trepidation about something. But the word here in this text means rages. It means to rage. It means to be angry with. So get what the text is saying here. The, the, the proverb, the, the wisdom here is saying, the foolishness of man, you being devoid of wisdom and understanding, is going to ruin you. But what does the foolish person do? And his heart, the foolish man's heart, rages against the Lord. So it's an amazing thing we see here, this characteristic of a foolish person. Foolishness overthrows our life. Foolishness will, will ruin or destroy the path you're walking. Foolishness causes you to walk right into trouble. Foolishness causes you to open your mouth when you should keep it shut. Or shut your mouth when you should open it. Foolishness causes you to act when you need to have patience and causes you to be lazy when it's time to act. That's what foolishness does for you. Foolishness tells you to listen to your heart. <laughs> That's foolish. Foolishness tells you, or listen to your friends, but whatever you do, don't listen to God. That's foolishness, and that's what, uh, that's what our hearts want. That's what a foolish heart wants. Foolishness causes you to be stubborn when you should submit, and causes you to submit when you should take a stand. So if you look at the scripture here, and you read and, and see all the references to fool or foolishness in Proverbs, which I, I read most of them in preparation for this message even, there's so much of just doing the opposite of what you ought to do. And it's so much based upon what you want, what, what your feelings are, and it's, a, and it's a sad state to live in. So, so when a person is living as a, as a foolish person, who's to blame for that? Because we've got to blame somebody, right? Well, look who the fool blames. It says there, and his heart rages against the Lord. So get the picture. The, the, the picture is, you get yourself into trouble, because of your foolishness, because you've rejected wisdom of the word of God, and you've rejected instruction and teaching, and so you walk a path that you know you should not walk, and then you get into trouble, and then your life is miserable, and so what do you do? Instead of turning around and saying, boy, like the prodigal son, I really messed up, and I really, I did this to myself. No, the foolish person says, God, how could you? And blames God and says, this isn't fair. Why would you let this happen to me if you love me? And in fact, it's the punishing hand of God that proves his love to us. The correcting hand of God. Here's the thing. Foolishness is a choice for you and I. Say, how? 
Because foolishness is a state of being devoid of wisdom and understanding. And God has told you many times how to get wisdom. God has told us many times how to get understanding. And it, it, it is attainable. So if that's the case, it is a choice. In Proverbs 23, 9, the Bible says, Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. So a foolish person is one that says, I don't even want to listen. I don't want to hear. I don't want to learn anything. I like the way things are going. But the Bible says in Psalm 19, 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So you can become wise. You can get wisdom because God gave it to us in his word. James 1, 5, and if you lack wisdom, ask of God who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not and it shall be given him. In other words, when you come to God and say, God, I don't have the wisdom I need. Give me wisdom. God's not going to sit there and upbraid you or correct you and say what you're asking for wisdom how dare you no he's going to give it to you and so God wants to give wisdom God has given us his word full of wisdom so if we remain foolish it's our choice it's our choice to remain foolish when a foolish person gets himself into trouble and a foolish person will get themselves into trouble he stops and thinks no what he does he rages against God and he blames God, and he sets his sights on God. That's an amazing thing, that, 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 uh, that condition of the human there, that we can get ourselves into trouble and then blame God for it. How could you not spare me from making this decision? And then we get all mad about, you know, God controlling people. You know, it's, just, it's, it's amazing how we rationalize things in our life. I want to give you just tonight, and, and really, uh, it's a very brief message. I just have three thoughts I want to share about this verse this evening, uh, dealing with this idea of personal responsibility and, and sin. When it comes to, in our lives, when we bring punishment upon ourselves, we are not supposed to turn to God and say, God, how could you let this happen? This is unfair. God, you're, you're not being fair. In Ezekiel, they said that your ways are not equal. And God says, it's not my ways that are unequal. It's your ways that are unequal. And so I want to give you just three quick thoughts. First of all, when it comes to our foolishness and when it comes to our sin, take personal responsibility. Take personal responsibility for your actions and also for the repercussions. Take personal responsibility for your actions and for the repercussions. So, look, when you were a kid and you messed up and you got punished, you couldn't look at mom and dad and say, how dare you? No, you knew that your actions led to punishment. You know when you were a kid, you knew that if you did that certain thing, it was coming for you. I remember that knowing those things and thankfully I, I I wised up a little bit and thought you know what I don't want to do that anymore because that's going to mean the paddle that's going to mean the belt you know that's going to mean my dad saying go get me a belt and so you're looking through the belt rack like okay where is the you know do I get a thin one because those things are going to like oh that's going to be like a whip do I get the thick one but he's strong he could wield that thing you know and like, analyzing am I the only one that did this I'm the only one that did this. Okay, all right. A couple of you are like, I know what you're talking about. The rest of you, you should have been spanked a lot more. Okay, but anyway, um, but it, you learn some things, right? You learn, oh, I'm not going to do that again. But you know what is never acceptable with my parents growing up? Was to say, my sin is your fault. No, and when we look at God sometimes and we say, how could you let this happen? We are not understanding the laws of sowing and reaping. You can sow, look, reaping always comes later. 
And we sow, and we sow, and we sow actions, and we plant actions, and we plant attitudes, and all this stuff. And then later on, the crop comes up, and we say, God, how could you let this happen? Well, let's rewind the tape back to when we were sowing the seeds and realize that it was us doing the digging, and it was our responsibility. The foolish person blames God. The wise person says, I did this, and I'm going to learn from this and never do it again. That's wisdom. Look, if you go against God and his word, don't blame him when the consequence of sin shows up. Sin will take you farther than you want to go. Sin will cost you more than you want to pay, absolutely. And don't be surprised when the consequences show up. Why do we think we can live any way we want and not have consequences? Who do we think we are? Do, do we not abide by the laws of the word of God that talk about sowing and reaping? Do we think we're, that we're exempt from that? No, we're not exempt from that. So we, we can't just pretend I can do whatever I want and live however I want and I, there's, there's nothing bad happening to me yet. No punishment yet. So what I want to encourage you tonight with the word of God is to say, look, take responsibility and get it right before the repercussions come. Take personal responsibility for your actions. Can I say secondly, when it comes to this verse, a thought that came to me as I studied this is recognize God's mercy in your life and be grateful. Recognize God's mercy in your life and be grateful. So not only do we need to take responsibility for our actions and repercussions, but we need to recognize God's mercy and be grateful for it. Can I say something? Nothing has happened to you in this life that is worse than what you deserve. Now, I understand that there are victims, and, 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 and being a victim of people when you're young or old or whatever, it isn't fair, it isn't right, God's not happy about it. You know, it, it's not a good thing, it's not something that's, but what I'm saying is, but still, what we deserve as, as, as people, what we deserve as sinners is hell, because of our sin against a holy God and breaking his law, and it is only by the mercy of God that we don't have to pay that price. It is only by his mercy. It, we deserve so much worse. And so even as we're looking at this passage and, and seeing how people can rage against God, I don't know how we do that because even when we get punished, we deserve worse. We deserve so much worse than what we get. Instead of letting yourself feel anger towards God about your situation, let's recognize that he has been incredibly merciful, incredibly merciful to spare us from what we really deserve incredibly merciful the, a man named robert robinson he was uh saved through george whitfield's ministry in the 1700s <clears throat> at the age of 23 and he had lived a life in sin and and robert robinson wrote a song called come thou fount of many blessings at 23 years of age he after that after he wrote the song you, you know he wrote in the song prone to wander lord i feel it prone to leave the the god i love he did wander he left, and he went out of church. He got back into a life of, of carnality and sin and uh, was just miserable. One day, years later, he was traveling in a stagecoach and there, you know, back in those days. And uh, I'm glad we don't have stagecoaches anymore. I wouldn't want to travel that way. But uh, <clears throat> he was sitting next to a young woman who was reading a book, and, man, she just got blessed about something she was reading. And she said, sir, let me read you, let me read you the, the, uh, this verse of a song. It's just, it was so beautiful, and it's helped me so much. And she read the verse, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. 
prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, O oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Robert Robinson just began to cry in tears, and he said to her, Madam, he said, I am the poor, unhappy man who wrote that hymn many years ago, and I would give a thousand worlds if I could enjoy the feelings I had then. And so it's just a sad thing, you know, that he had written those words and yet walked away from God. And the young woman turned to him and said, oh, but sir, you're, you're forgetting one of the lines of the song you wrote, streams of mercy never ceasing. Streams of mercy never ceasing. And the story of his life is that he turned around and he got back into church and started living for God and was restored. That's, that's, a, that's a wonderful end to somebody recognizing, okay, I know I've messed up, I know I've been foolish, but God has been merciful and there are streams of mercy never ceasing. And I just love that. And I want to just encourage you today. Take personal responsibility for our, for our actions and the repercussions. Recognize God's mercy in your life and be grateful. And then lastly tonight, refuse to live a foolish life. Refuse to live a foolish life. I read a story about a lady. It's, it's not a true story, I'm pretty sure, but... A lady who bought a parrot, a lonely old lady who bought a parrot. And after one day, she brought the parrot back to the store and said, that parrot hasn't said a word yet. And so the shop owner said, well, have you bought him a mirror? Birds like to look into the mirror and, and talk to themselves that way. So the lady bought the bird a mirror. Comes back the next day. The bird still hasn't said a word. The man says, well, what about a ladder? You know, birds like to climb up and down on ladders, and uh, if you bought one of them, maybe he would just, it would just rejuvenate him, and he'd, and he'd enjoy that. And so the lady bought a ladder and went home, and then guess what? Came back the next day and said, a bird still hasn't said a word yet. And the man said, okay, uh, what about a swing? You know, some birds really like the swings. And so she bought a swing, and same thing, she comes back the next day, and she says, you know what? The bird died. And the owner said, well, did the bird say anything before it died? And she said, oh, yeah. The bird said, don't they sell any food down there? And, you know, we don't have to live foolishly. I mean, for us, it's a simple, it's just a funny analogy. It's not a true story. Some people are like, I'm calling PETA. Don't, 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 you don't need to call, you know, the ethical treatment of animal people, okay? It's not a true story. But... But it just shows that some people, honestly, they, they live their life in foolishness, and we don't have to do that. And I would encourage you to refuse to live a foolish life. I don't want what comes from living foolishly. I don't want, I don't want what comes from that. I want to live right. And the thing is, we have a choice. You have a choice. You can have wisdom. You can avoid a lot of self-inflicted injuries that God does not want you to have if we choose wisdom. What did, what did David say? Flip, flip back to Proverbs chapter 4 and we'll be done. Proverbs chapter 4, if you would. Proverbs chapter 4. This is, this is David writing, or what he taught Solomon. And this is Solomon writing to his son. And in Proverbs chapter number 4, verse number 1, it goes with Father's Day. Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine or good teaching, forsake ye not my law. Here's Solomon saying, For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also, 
and said unto me, this is what David taught Solomon, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom. Why do you think Solomon, when God confronted him, or God came to him in a dream and said, Solomon, what do you want? You want riches? What do you want? Why do you think Solomon said, I want wisdom? Oh, you know what? Because David taught him this. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. Uh, she shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. Over and over again. Verse 11, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. David was saying, Solomon, get wisdom. Get wisdom. That doesn't mean, you know, you just learn how to do stuff in school. There's learning, there's knowledge, and there's wisdom. Wisdom is application of knowledge. And I want to just let you know, you can get wiser. <laughs> Making wise the simple, the Word of God does that. And, you know, we all know people with zero common sense, right? They just, they're, they're smart, but they have no common sense. But, but we can have wisdom as it comes to the Word of God if we are willing to dig in and study. I would encourage it, refuse to live a foolish life. I, I have prayed so many times to the Lord, God, I don't want to, when I'm 50 or 60, say, I wish I knew this when I was 38. I wish I would have done this when I was, I'm, I'll be 38 next month. I, I wish I would have known this when I was 37. I said, God, I want to know those things now. I don't want to make the mistakes. God, help me to have wisdom. Wisdom and discernment are on my prayer list every day. And I would encourage you, take when it comes to our sin, let's never be guilty of blaming God for something. Let's, let's take responsibility and say, God, it was me. It was me, Lord. I, I repent. Uh, 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 against thee and thee only have I sinned, as David said in Psalm 51. And then let's recognize that God has been merciful. Let's refuse to live a, sin, a, a foolish life. And maybe here, here today, and maybe there's an area in your life, if you're being honest, that you're, that you're being a little foolish in. Maybe you're dabbling in something you shouldn't dabble in. Maybe it's the, the one vice that you're saying, you know, I'm doing everything right, well, except for this. This is the one. Whatever it is, I would encourage you, get it right. Get it right. Take responsibility. Thank God for his mercy. Refuse to live a foolish life. Father, I thank you so much for the word of God. I thank you for the challenge that it has been to me tonight. I thank you for the challenge it gave me studying this. God, I don't want to live a foolish life. I want to have wisdom. And I know your people.